Hello and welcome to an all-new edition of Regent Roundtable Discussions. This series of episodes will focus on special topics and trends in 21st century communication. And now, let's meet our hosts. My name's Abigail. My name is Grace. My name's Faith. I'm Thomas. I'm Rain. And I'm Gabby. I'm Claire. I'm Josephine. And my name is Noah. Today's episode will continue our conversation about nostalgia marketing. Here we go. I think a lot of those are really good points, but I think it's also interesting how it ties into psychology, um, especially in this day and age in the 21st century, like we're becoming so much more involved in mental health. And nostalgia actually has a lot to do with mental health of specifically like anxiety and depression. Um, I don't know statistics, but the amount of people who struggle with anxiety now, um, there are statistics that like state that um, people who go back to shows that they're used to, or like um, Joe said of like even something as simple as like a coloring book or 90s TV shows or something from their childhood that reminds them of a time that they were less stressed, that they were taken care of, that they were safe. People revert back to those things because of the comfort that it provides. And so I think the the really big interesting thing about nostalgia marketing is that it's business taking psychology into its marketing of it's using um, their ads to say, hey, there's so many brands out there, but this one's going to be familiar to you. This one's going to be a safe kind of choice because it's connected to these other things that you believe are safe and known and trusted. Um, a lot of the brands that use songs from the past of the amount of psychology that goes into what triggers people's brains when they listen to a song from a specific memory of like that can create the value for the customer because they feel more safe and more comfortable choosing a product because of the psychological connection between their nostalgia of when things were better, when things were better in their relationships or in their family or in their job or in their childhood. And so they're reaching for that. And that's the value of the product rather than the product itself. Hmm. That's a really great point. Yeah, I so agree with that too. I feel like, um, especially now, like in the past year, when you look at commercials and the things that um, marketers are doing, like I'm just thinking of Amazon. They actually started um, interviewing their employees during uh, COVID and they're like basically asking their employees, like, what is it like to be a savior during this hard time? You know, and the employees will be like, yeah, it just means the world to me. First of all, that I have a job right now. It's in such a scary time. And then that I can bring joy to people during this like challenge that we're all experiencing together. And I know Walmart, like kind of, I don't, I'm not sure. Did they change their branding almost like we're you know, like the neighborhood Walmart or whatever, it just is that much more meaningful because they um, have just started incorporating that into their marketing strategy that they are like here for us. Um, And then it's providing community. Yeah. Yeah. And extra does that. Or I know that Noah mentioned Coke and how like they tell stories with their commercials and then extra gum, even though like they're, they've started doing like 
making this love story between these two kids that was like years ago. And last year, I noticed they used the same couple, but they fast forward a couple years, like during college, like they started out in high school. And last year, now they're like in the middle of college. And so every time I see this commercial and I see extra gum, like I'm thinking of this idea and like this picturesque dream that we all have of like finding true love. And I'm like, oh, I want this gum. Not because their commercial has anything to do with gum, but because (laughs) I want true love. (laughs) It's like how Toy Story, like made Toy Story, what was it, like, three or four, like, when they're, and Monsters, Inc., like, they made the movies when their, like, their target audience was in college, which I think is really smart. Um, I bawled. Yeah, I bawled, (laughs) and it worked, because people who normally wouldn't go see kids' movies went and saw it because they grew up watching the movie. So I think that was, you know, really smart, and it, again, does go back to psychology. Like, marketing is basically psychology just like almost like reverse because you're using like mm-hmm. people's tendencies against them to like get them to buy <laughs> your product which sounds really crass but like it's basically what it is everyone wants to make money and everyone's you know trying to figure out the best best way to do that and recently it has been you know pulling on people's heartstrings and you know especially when people grow up like you don't really see nostalgia marketing to like little kids but recently I've seen it a lot towards like, you know, Gen Z and millennials who grew up watching, I don't know, like friends and like 90s shows and how people are putting that in because it makes that generation either want to go see that movie or go buy that product. So it, it's definitely a really interesting conversation. I kind of liked the way Noah put it the best simply because, I mean, all of you have obviously made amazing points and uh, I'm not like, I don't know. I was just, the only thing I'm trying to say here, and I'm not saying it well, is that uh, Noah said, like, they're communicating that uh, you can trust them. They've been through what you've been through. And the only, uh, it's kind of ironic because the name of the class is communicating in the 21st century. And I just, that was kind of a connection I wanted to put together. But I think I low-key... Not insulted, but I, I didn't mean to put y'all's points down. Y'all obviously made amazing points, especially with the Toy Story one. Like, I'm emotional now thinking of Toy Story because, you know, we grew up with Andy. And now... The water work. I can't help it, okay? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I just thought it was pretty ironic that how Noah described it and then the class is communicating in the 21st century. And I think it's interesting. You know, you don't know you're learning until you put the two together type of thing <laughs> that was all I'm so sorry to like totally <laughs> sideswipe that conversation none of this will make the final cut so we'll be fine <laughs> no, no. wow okay <laughs> you gotta have you gotta have some uh some self-humor here all the tens and tens of people listening mm. <laughs> So if you are one of those tens and tens of people listening, I'd like to speak for myself and the group and give you a sincere thank you for listening to this edition of Regent Roundtable Discussions. We'll see you next time.